There's things on these hooks. Yeah, we're going. Yeah, well, look, you didn't even have it set up right. Ah. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the podcast from P-Town. I am your P-co-host. Look at that. I just brought up something new. A P-co-host. Anyhow. Yeah, you get if you cross an elephant and a rhinoceros. Uh, uh, oh, what is that? Gross. I don't know. Elephino. Oh, good grief. I was waiting for some weird crap to come up. Anyhow. You know, you do it with an elephant with three balls? Whatever he wants. Walk him and pitch to the rhino. Oh, gosh. Okay. Anywho, that is your host with the most. Hey, did our news correspondent give us news? Our news correspondent gave us news, but our sports correspondent didn't. Sports correspondent? What happened? I don't know. He must have gotten mad because... You talked about LeBron James. Yeah, I don't know. Or his 49ers lost. No, that was the week before. Um, so our news correspondent... Thank you, news correspondent. He sent through... Uh, I'm not sure. He said the, the important points on last week's two stories... Oh, what's that? What you means you messed up. Well, I don't know what he's. He said the Planned Parenthood sex educator teaches minors how t- they can acquire spicy toys or substitute with vegetables. Gross. Why are we talking about this? I don't know how you can acquire them, how to use them, and how to hide them from parents through an app that most kids use. Ew, gross. Probably TikTok. Probably. Or kick. And no. Anyhow, um, and then there's he. Added, I used to run a Planned Parenthood clinic. This is what you should know about how horrible workers feel. We already did that. Yeah, talking about forcing women to abortion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Please don't talk about it again. That type of thing. But I he can't. says, my hope is that, or somebody said, my hope is that every year at the March for Life and in state marches, more and more former abortion workers will be in those crowds until abortion becomes unthinkable. Which people ought to... I mean, I know the whole thing, but they should watch a video of like. Oh my gosh! When, no. What goes on inside? No. It's horrible. It is horrible. So, um, factoring criteria for firearms with attached stabilizing braces, bureaucrats making laws, and a register. Oh, hey! I just thought of something. The State of the Union address is tonight. I know. It's going on right now. I know. Mm. We can watch Creepy Joe study or stutter a little later. Mm. Um, on January 13th of 2023, the Attorney General signed ATF Final Rule 2021-R-08F, factoring criteria for firearms with attached stabilizing braces. The hell does that even mean? I'm not sure. Amending ATF's regulations to clarify when a rifle is designed, made, and intended to be fired from the shoulder. The rule outlines the factors ATF would consider when evaluating firearms equipped with a purported stabilizing brace... Or other rearward uh, rearward attachment to determine whether these weapons should be considered a rifle or short-barreled rifle under the Gun Control Act of 1968, or a rifle or firearm subject to regulation under the National Firearms Act. What? The rule does not affect stabilizing braces that are objectively designed and intended as a stabilizing brace for use by individuals with disabilities, and not for shouldering the weapon as a rifle. Such stabilizing braces are designed to conform arm and not as a buttstock. 
However, if the firearm with a stabilizing brace is short-barreled, it needs to be registered within 120 days from the date. I'm very confused. I don't know if he was having a stroke when he put this together, or... Okay. I think, basically, it's saying that they don't, like, how AR-15s have a shorter buttstock on them. Yeah. You know? So, uh-huh. you hold uh-huh. them up tighter like this. I think they're saying that if it has a short buttstock on it and it's short-barreled, then it has to be registered as a maybe assault rifle or something. But most rifle rifles have long, longer right. buttstocks to reach out, I guess. I'm not even... I don't even know. Maybe he'll have to uh, message me tomorrow or whenever this comes out. And tell me, uh... The Act of 1968? Yeah, I think that was the Firearms Act that came out after, uh, as a result of Lee Harvey Oswald shooting JFK. What was... What's the Act? Well, I thought one of the things of the Act was you can't order uh, guns through the mail anymore, because that's how Lee Harvey Oswald got his. I think he ordered the it Sears out catalog? of a Montgomery Ward, yeah. I think, catalog. They used to have them. Uh-huh. All the good old days. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, This next story is called Pump It Up. Energy powerhouses pulled in ginormous profits last year, continuing a multi-year streak of blockbuster earnings. Last week, Exxon reported a historic $56 billion profit for 2022, the biggest for any Western oil biz ever. Wow. Shell also rang in a slick annual profit, which was $10 billion higher than its last record in 2008. And funny, both of those times we had... Democratic presidents, and uh, both of those times, Exxon and, well, the, they're raising prices on us. What are we supposed to do? We have to raise prices. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to the hand. Yeah. Um, For deaths this week, on a happy note, Spillball, Phil Spaulding, 65, is an English bass player. Um, He oh, played for GTR, the original Mirrors, and Toya. Never heard of him. Fred Law Marmot <laughs> was a Canadian groundhog and was said to be at least 11 years old. He died. Groundhogs live longer. Oh, no. Rock chucks live longer than groundhogs. The only ones that live by the highway. Hmm. George P. Wilbur, 81, was an American actor. He played Halloween, and he played remote control, and he played in The Running Man. And a stuntman, his fame, uh, he was a Hollywood stuntman. Uh, he died at the age of 81 this past Wednesday. While Wilbur had an over 60-year career, the actor will mainly be remembered for his numerous horror contributions, particularly as Michael Myers in 1988's Halloween 4, the return of Michael Myers in, and 1995's uh, Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. Wait, did he play Michael Myers? Yeah, I think so. Oh, wow. Uh, for many... F- fans, Wilbur was one of the best actors to ever wear the iconic white mask with Return of Michael Myers being a fan favorite film in the beloved slasher franchise. Here's a fun fact to know and share. Is this fun with flags? No. Oh. You know that white mask that he wears? Mm-hmm. You know who that ma- what that mask actually is? A hockey mask. No. That's Jason from Friday the 13th. Oh wait, who am I thinking of? Oh! Oh! Uh... William Shatner mask. What? Yep. It's a William Shatner mask. William Shatner didn't wear a mask. I think it's a mask that you put on if you want to look like William Shatner. I don't think that's supposed to be William Shatner. Maybe. 
Mm-hmm. Huh, interesting. Okay, well, sorry, Wilbur. And then this may be the last thing that our news correspondent ever gives us because he has predicted deaths in here. And he says the Eagles' NFL career. Oh, bad news correspondent. Not impressed. No, not at all, buddy. What happened? Uh, Were you drinking when you wrote this? The Eagles were only a a one-and-a-half-point favorite in the latest polls. Do you know that they— So it could be a pretty good game. Supposedly accidentally leaked a tweet that the Eagles win by three. Oh, yeah. There's a bunch of—I don't know. The scripts. The scripts. There's a bunch of people talking about the the script at the NFL. Somebody— Yes. uh, So they— People are saying it was Nick Bosa and all this other stuff, but they're saying that an unnamed uh, San Francisco 49er came out and said that after Brock Purdy um, got hurt, that the NFL contacted them and said the Eagles have to win. Contacted, like, the referees or something and said the Eagles have to win since how Brock Purdy got hurt and it wasn't, you know, some big glamorous rags-to-riches story thing with him. And they said it came from an unnamed source, which most of the time when you hear something comes from an unnamed source, you just turn it off right then and not worry about it. Right? Go back to your Uh, news correspondent. I'm shocked. Yeah, I don't know. He's never been real smart. Well, he's never been. Of course, he doesn't believe in the NFL anyway. Well, he's one of the big conspiracy theorists against the NFL. I know. He, He fully believes that it's. He was the one who told me about, like, after 2000. Uh, one after 9-11, you know, that, you know, America's all down in the dumps, but the Patriots won the Super Bowl that year. I hate the Patriots. And I've, I mean, I've listened to different podcasts about this and stuff, and they talk about how, um, like how something big always happens in the fourth quarter, you know, and things are kind of going to make people stay watching till the end of it and all this other stuff. I mean, that, some of this stuff has some validity, but I just don't think that you could get that many people to buy into the whole drama thing. You know Apparently what I mean? Apparently, they haven't watched Thursday Night Football. And the yeah, there were some snoozers this year. And the uh, referees aren't—that's not their full-time job. Didn't know that either, did you? I knew that. Because remember, quite a few years ago, when the referees went on strike, mm-hmm. there was actually a teacher or something from Bend. That they oh, yeah. had come be a referee at an NFL yeah, game. I remember that. Yeah. Well, anyhow, news correspondent, you're still invited to the Super Bowl party. Yeah. We're having uh, homemade chili. It's amazing. You won't eat chili out of a can after you have this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the one thing that our news correspondent didn't um, talk about, which was all in the news this week. Oh, gosh. There's do been you, a lot of things in the news this week. Do you know what I'm thinking of? Oh, before I forget, we need to be praying for Syria and Turkey. That horrible, horrible oh, yeah. earthquakes that happened. There's over 7,000 people have perished, I think it is now. Now would be a good time for Russia nope. to attack Turkey. Nope. And then okay, Greece could stop. help. Um, get them while they're down. No, that's horrible. Gosh, you're going to go to hell for that. Um, well, maybe you'll be at the welcoming party I when, I get, so. when I get there. God, compassion, empathy. I've got we, we loads work of, on this. I've got loads of compassion and empathy. Oh my gosh! I got empathy oozing from every oh, pore. Oh, you don't have em- empathy. Um. So, the big thing in the news this week was the 
uh, Chinese spy satellite. Oh, yes. And I got to thinking about this. They're wanting to get you for your car warranty. Yeah. Or definitely not a spy baroon. Right? <laughs> right. But, so anyhow, everybody needs to turn off the podcast here for a few minutes and go onto YouTube and listen to 99 Balloons by Nina. Oh, good grief. Because the song, in a nutshell, is about these two kids that go to a, a toy store and they buy these balloons and they blow them all up and then they let them go. Mm-hmm. Well, then they get picked up on radar out on the horizon. So one country scrambles their military jets because they think it may be UFOs. They go out, they find out that it's only balloons, but they figure out, oh, well, just blow them away. So in a big show of force, they blow all the balloons away. Well, it was right near the border, and the other country on the other side of the border, because this was ha- supposedly uh-huh. happened in Germany, between East and West Germany, the country on the other side of the border sees them shooting all these missiles and stuff. So they scramble their fighters to intercept, even though they were just shooting up balloons, and then they come and attack them. And then it, they start pushing the buttons, and bombs start going off all over the place over just 99 red balloons. Mm-hmm. So, And one thing I found out was, did you know that that balloon was first spotted in the United States airspace in Alaska. And it took him to where to shoot it down? South Carolina. Yeah. Out of Myrtle Beach. Yeah, because our administration is so smart. And they keep talking about they're sending divers down and unmanned uh, vessels to go down and recover the stuff. But I'm wondering if we'll ever hear what they actually recovered, they recovered from it. the... Bo- it shows them with it. But if they'll ever say what they actually what no they actually recovered because if it truly is because the chinese are saying that it was just meteorological right uh balloon some weather balloon. some weather balloon or something like that but the u.s or everybody else is saying it's a spy balloon well I so mean, it'd be kind of interesting to see how this turns out if it was just meteorological stuff or if they found spy gear on it cameras or whatever do you honestly 100 percent believe that we're going to be told the truth but then again if you think about it They've got satellites floating all over the United States all the time anyhow. Their satellites so powerful now that they can read the date on a dime. Hmm. It's kind of like when you stick a dime in oh, your back pocket. Panzer that you Come on. Re- what's, your, what's your podcast about? Okay. So, moving right along. Um, I had something else I was going to talk about. Oh, no. Seeing how oh. most of our nights, now that the kids are gone, we spend me out here watching movies... And you, in there, kind of watching sports, can you tell me what the final score was of any game that happened after 7 (laughs) o'clock? That's not fair. But I did watch a really good boxing match the other night. Did you see the end of it? The New Zealand guy did not win. Did you see the end of it? The Hispanic guy did. Yes, I saw it. Did you read on the news the next day? No, I saw it. I saw Remember I told you it was scheduled for 12 rounds, and it only went to round 9? Remember I oh, yeah, you? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, see, that. you didn't think I, mm, yep, I remember things. Okay, so moving right along. Nice try. Ah! There's a spider. Okay. This, he's not going to eat nothing. I don't care. He's crawling up the, he's I'm trying to get away. Oh. So I'm all alone again. Scared me to death. Uh, this week we're talking about Chichen Itza. Hey, do I really have to do this myself or can you do it? Give me the... Ew. Oh, it's hairy. Oh, oh good yeah. grief. Okay, hold on. Don't smash him on the wall. Ooh! Ah, make sure he's dead. He's dead. Oy. 
You're okay. such a girl. Well, I don't like things like that. You know, I have a cousin that she Your thinks she... Your son doesn't like him either. I have a cousin that thinks you should just pick them up and set them outside. Yeah, but you should rip their legs off of one side yes. so they would just run around in circles. I can hear her now yelling at you. Richie! She's probably asleep already. <laughs> no, she's night elf. So, now we're up to our fourth wonder of the world. Which is Of Chichin the modern Chong? world. Chichen Itza. Oh, Chichen Itza. And this one is actually over on our side of the world, and it's located in Mexico. Is it like cheating pizza? <laughs> Get it? Chichen Itza, chicken pizza. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Uh, and this place, it was created by the Mayan people, and it seems to have been created around eight to 900 AD. But as with everything, I found some discrepancies. Some sources say it started around 400 AD. But it wasn't until around 600 that it didn't really start to rise in any importance. And during the 900s was probably its highlight. It was known as uh, at this time as the regional capital of the area. But it seems like that was pretty short-lived because the latest hieroglyphic markings that they have uh, there was found uh, or was dated back to about 998 AD. So the name of it literally translates to the mouth of the well of the Itza. And they assumed that it was named this because all the rivers run underground here in this area. But there's like four sinkholes, or cenotes as they call them, in the area. And this part of the reason why they think they settled this was is because it would provide year-round water for the people who lived here. But Itza was thought to be an enchanter of the water. Ooh. Yeah, something like that. Um... And it's been noted that they would sacrifice people into these C-notes, by the way. Oh. Uh, one of particular importance was actually dredged out at one time, and they found lots of precious metals and jewels and human remains. I was going to say. In the bottom of this. They'd just toss them into the sinkhole and sacrifice them. Oh. These people. And yeah. The, oh. Yeah. Oh. Which... Um, wouldn't it be cool, kind of, to be an archaeologist of this stuff? Nope, I don't want to go see that stuff. No, you'd be bringing up all these precious jewels and stuff, and maybe something would uh, come missing. Like people's flesh? No. You'd, oh. Like, if you pulled up a big emerald necklace or something, maybe it just didn't happen to get recorded somehow. Oh, good grief. Um, You're a thief. Well, yeah. But anyhow, this place, it's on the Yucatan Peninsula, and it's actually pretty close to uh, Cancun. Or Playa del Carmen. Ooh, um, lots of people go there. So, again, if anybody Ooh. wants to send me there. We could go there. On that little trip thing that I've got, remember? Yeah. That's where they send you to, and you can actually take excursions to the Mayan temple. Seriously? Yeah. Why have we not done that? Because it costs a lot of money. You're made of money. <laughs> if I had your money, I'd burn mine. Yeah. You know, wiping my ass with $100 bills over here. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> but anyhow... Like I mentioned, at one time this place was a regional capital, but it seriously started to decline around um, by around 1100, and then came the Spanish. And in 1526, an expeditioner from Spain had petitioned the king of Spain to let him conquer the Yucatan. And he arrived in 1527, but uh, when they got there, they took on a bunch of cap, a lot of casualties and whatnot, fighting these people. But he was able to create a settlement in the area, and then uh, they returned to Spain to rebuild. And then they came back in 1531, and by 1532, he sent his son in to conquer the interior Yucatan. And this Chichen Itza spot, it was immediately in their sights, and they wanted to establish a capital there. 
so obviously they traveled there on the before trip and knowing what they were going after. But they arrived there, and there was actually little resistance from the people in the area. Um, I think they kind of quelled them over, you know, and thought, you know, maybe they weren't fighting people. But the Mayans, they uh, pretty soon got tired of them, and they became more hostile against them. And so they cut off their roots from the coast uh, so the Spanish couldn't get their supplies back and forth to them. And then eventually the Spanish were run out of there by about uh, 1535. And then they came back later, a few years later, and they'd recruited guys from other tribes, and then they took the Yucatan over again. And this place, it's been known to the Western world for quite a while, but even today there hasn't been a ton of archaeology here, and there are still archaeological works going on uh, in the area. And so now we'll get into kind of why it's called a wonder of the world. So first of all, we'll talk about this temple that's there. And it's probably the well-known, the most well-known part of Chichen Itza. It's the pyramid-looking temple that's in all the pictures. It's like a step pyramid. Uh, it's also known as the Temple of Kukulkan. And it's about 98 feet tall, and each of the steps is around 8 feet tall. And then at the top, there's a 20-foot-tall temple. And the sides of this at the base are around, or the sides of the temple at the base of it, they're around 181. 181 feet long um so it appears that this is kind of like a temple on top of a temple uh like the original building wasn't actually this tall because in the 1930s they started digging down from the top and they found a chamber inside of the first temple area so like the original temple was built and then this one was kind of added onto it and they called this the throne room and in here they found a stone statue of a jaguar that was painted red and it had inlaid pieces of jade spots on it, um, which jade is, it's a highly revered stone among the Mayan people. A lot of their kings were buried with jade carvings and stuff like that made out of it. Um, were they idols? These things that were made out of jade? Uh, probably. Something, because oh. jaguars were pretty cool to them evidently as well. Yeah. Uh, the really cool thing about this temple, though, is that around the spring and autumn equinoxes... The sun casts a series of shadows on the north wall, and the shadows look like a serpent wriggling down the staircase. Ew. Which takes us back to the name of the temple. Kukulkan was supposed to be a feathered serpent deity, and it was originally thought that this was done to observe these equinoxes, but then on further study of them, they found that this can happen for multiple weeks around the time um, of the equinox. So you couldn't really use this to capture a specific date. You could use it to capture a date range. But... Nonetheless, the fact that they were able to uh, do this back in those days and things like that was pretty incredible. The aliens really helped out on that, probably. Um, There's no aliens. There could be. There wasn't. You don't know that. You're... Uh... Uh, and then there's the ball court. And it's actually 13 ball courts. But there's one main one. And it's supposed to be the best preserved ball court in ancient Mesoamerica. And it's 551 feet long and 230 feet wide, um, which Mesoamerica, for the layman out there, is uh, what we now call Central America, basically. All those countries down in there. Thank you. Um, but I think what's interesting about this court is all the sculpture around it. And they're mainly on the benches surrounding the field. There are sculpted panels of teams of players. 
Uh, one sculpture is a decapitated player, oh. and the blood squirting out of his neck looked like snakes. So that's pretty cool. Good grief. Uh, then there are temples at both ends of the ball court, but the one on the south end has been destroyed to ruins. And then built into the east wall of the field is the temples of the jaguar. And there they go. I knew we couldn't make it through a whole episode without this taking place. Okay, but look. Knock it off. Retards. They're growling. So, um, <clears throat> then built into the east of the uh, wall of the field is the temples of the jaguar. Uh, the upper, upper temple overlooks the field, and the entrance has uh, columns that are carved to resemble the feathered serpent stuff up and down the columns and whatnot. And then the lower temple has another jaguar throne, like the one that they found in that main temple in the Chichen Itza temple or whatever. But this uh, jaguar actually shows a lot more use on it. On this temple, the outer columns and the inner wall are covered with uh, bass relief carvings, which the bass relief, it basically means that instead of carving the image you want into the stone, you carve in the background to bring out the image that you want. And uh, so that kind of uh, makes it pop out at you. And then there's some other stone structures around the site. Um, a lot of them having a lot of really different intricate carvings on them uh, to kind of show off their handiwork in the area, I guess. Another really interesting thing uh, or interesting building is called El Caracol, which was an ancient observatory. And this building, it dates back to 906 AD, uh, which kind of shows you the Mayans, they were really into astronomy. And it was found through, I assume their writings, that they knew Venus appeared on the western and disappeared on the eastern horizons at different times through the year. They also had counted this and knew it took 584 days to complete one cycle. And there are 29 astronomical events that these people found to be important, and 20 of them could be witnessed from this observatory. Hmm. Pretty amazing. Right? Yeah. And sometimes... <laughs> A young Mayan boy would take his girlfriend up to the observatory, <laughs> and then when they got inside, he would say, hey, I can see Uranus here. <laughs> and they also found that Uranus is bigger than the moon, and that Uranus is mostly gas, <laughs> and there are wrinkled rings around Uranus. Alrighty then. So, uh, you also have the sacred C-note that we talked about earlier <laughs> here, um, it's, all called, it's also called the Cenotes uh, Sagrado. And like I said, they pulled up a bunch of stuff out of this thing. Gems and um, people and things like that. But then there are some other complexes in the area. Uh, they're all kind of connected to this place. I think, uh, yeah, I talk about it. the whole place. It it's covers about four square miles. Uh, there's one place in the complex called the Temple of the Warriors. And this is another one of those step temples. Uh, then around that, there's the group of a thousand columns. Oh. And these are thought to have maybe supported a large roof at one point over the area. Um, and then the whole, uh, all the columns and all the temples and whatnot, though, uh, they have all these intricate carvings on them, which... I think is how it became to be one of the wonders is because how they do this stuff back in those days. Um, 
one of the other things about this is uh, how the shadows in the main temple, a lot of the different structures in this place, they're aligned with the stars or the sun at certain times of the year. Because uh, you got to think, it's got to be kind of hard to align this when, you know, that time only comes around once a year and they can only build it at, so at that certain time. So then if they were going to have to build this place and it they couldn't get it all built in one year, then they'd have to wait all the way around till the next year for it to come back around again so they could build it. But you can always go there and see Uranus. Nobody, so, nobody wants to see Uranus. Everybody wants to see Uranus. Nope. Yep. Do you know what the Starship oh, gosh. Enterprise and toilet paper have in common? They circle Uranus? Searching for Klingons. Oh, that's terrible. We were telling Uranus jokes at work the other day. Apparently. Yeah, they were pretty impressed with my knowledge of Uranus. So, anyhow. Um, nowadays, though, this it's probably one of the most visited tourism sites in Mexico. It sees over 2 million visitors per year. And part of that, though, is because it's really close to probably the most famous vacation sites in Mexico. Cancun and Playa del Carmen. So, uh... That's pretty much it for this one. And like I say, if anybody's interested, I would gladly fly down there and gather information and bring it back on a, we'd call it a fact-finding mission. Oh, we would, would we? You know what? If we set the podcast up on like Patreon or something, and we created podcast from P-Town LLC, then we could call it a business. We could go down there and we could write it off as a business expense. Pretty smart. Yes. It's a way to stick it to the man, give it a little bit back to the government. And then they'd send one of their new 86,000 IRS agents to uh, shoot us. Uh-huh. Because that was on the application, you know. What? When they had to hire all those new IRS agents, it, one of the questions, I guess, was, would you be willing to shoot somebody or something like that? Well, I think they mean it like if you're being attacked or something. I don't think they mean they're just going to bust down your door and shoot you. What if Grandma ain't paying her taxes? Well, I don't know. They better leave Grandma alone. Yeah. Anyhow. Anyhow, um, that's pretty much it for this one. Uh, The next week, we are still in this part of the world. Mexico? No. Over on this, in this hemisphere. Oh. The first hemisphere or the second hemisphere? The western hemisphere. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's what I And mean. i got to get to researching on uh, the... So we got next week, the week after I haven't researched yet, and the week after that I haven't researched yet. And if yet. you think about it this time next week, we are going to be... Uh, we should have your news correspondent come on next week so that when the Eagles win, he has to sit here and listen to it. Yeah, we should make him... I should record him saying the Eagles are the best team in the NFL. Right. And then um, I can play it on the podcast. There you go. Or he should just sit here in the podcast. Yeah, I don't know that he'd do that. Yeah. So, anyhow, uh, hope you guys have a good week out there. Hope everybody stays safe. Yes. Stays warm. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Yep, be kind. Do something nice for somebody.